Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Hello, hello, hello there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is episode 60, episode 66. Welcome to another week of all Star Wars news and everything from a galaxy far, far away. It's going to be me running a solo show this week. Mark is in the, the deep throes of sorting out housey stuff, which, as anyone that's moved house or done anything like that will know, it's a big pain in the ass. So there's lots to do. So um, yeah, Mark's busy this week. It's a bit of a... Um, we keep missing each other. So a couple of weeks ago I was busy. Had family shiz to do. And now this week Mark's busy. But we'll be back next week, all being well, to discuss a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, I miss you uh, already, dude. We haven't done our little uh, sort of song and dance, little back and forward in the intro. Uh, but I know you're here in spirit flying the, flying the Falcon, dude. Um, it was good listening to you last week. Anyone that's not listened to last week, go and check that out, episode 65. We had Mark uh, chatting about some cool stuff. Um, I especially liked the uh, the chat around The Empire Strikes Back being top of the box office. Uh, as there's no new movies out at the moment, it's great to have some of these old classics come back. And as expected, Star Wars rockets to the top of the of the uh, box office chart. So that's, that was really cool. I actually saw that come up in, I got an email from my local cinema. Uh, a week or so ago, and I was really, I was part of me was really surprised. I was like, "What are they doing?" So like a throwback. I mean, it's great timing for the fortieth anniversary and everything, but but then my my uh, the slow part of my brain immediately caught up and thought, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Due to COVID, we haven't had any new films coming out, so it was great to see that. And uh, yeah, it was also funny that um, Mark he's going to get it, man. As soon as as soon as he reaches the big four zero, he's going to get it. Because it's becoming a bit of a habit now for him. Like every single week, he th- he likes to crowbar in the whole thing that he's still in his thirties. Like if you listen to some of Mark's solo shows, he's uh, he he crowbars in there whenever he's talking about any kind of retro thing or an anniversary. It's like yeah, 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 you know, with Empire Strikes Back being forty years old, and you know, I'm thirty eight now, approaching forty. You know, still in our thirties and all that jazz. He's a cheeky sod. He is a cheeky sod. So when he gets to forty. There's going to be, uh, it, I think I'm just going to do a whole show just ripping into Mark about his age and all that. So, um, <laughs> but no, it was great to hear. Um, and also I was cracking up at the, uh, the whole Windu lightsaber, uh, shambles on the, on the Lorraine show stuff that here in the UK, it was, uh, yeah, I did, I, I did go and watch that. It was, um, it was hilarious. So, uh, once again, if you've not listened to, to Mark's show from last week, go and check that out. It's, uh. It's uh, it's funny and amusing as always. So yes, episode sixty six this week. Um, it's going to be a slightly shorter one, as usual, when there's just one of us flying solo. Uh, I'm going to talk about two or three bits of news and, and and bits that have popped up in the last week, which I think uh, would be good um, for you guys to um, to dig into that. Uh, next week, 
so <laughs> a bit of a, uh, a drawn out thing here, but last week Mark did say that he did, he wanted to hold off on talking about some bigger news that had dropped recently. So the Bad Batch animated show and uh, some of the bigger things and uh, like Yoda appearing in the MCU possibly and all that weirdness. So we were going to do that this week, but as it's me on my own, I'm going to say the same thing. I want to wait for Mark and the, the two of us to be doing a show together because I think um, that warrants some some discussion rather than just reporting on it with just one of us. So next week we will get to that. So in the meantime, I'm going to give you a breakdown of uh, just a few things uh, that's been happening in the world of of Star Wars. Before I get onto that stuff, though, remember to subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on or head over to sparkofrebellion.com. You can listen to all of our shows over there. And uh, if you have got a minute on whatever app you can leave reviews on and stuff, if you've got a minute to leave us a review, if you like the show, that'd be awesome because that helps us out loads and loads. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Come and uh, engage with us over there. We chat Star Wars throughout the week in between shows. And if you like what we do and want to support the show, we have a a Patreon page as well. Head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You can find all of the deets over there. There are various tiers that you can jump onto. Uh, From a dollar upwards, you can get some SOR swag and stickers and all that stuff. And uh, thank you so much to our current patrons. Love your continued support. And uh, we've got some some things in the pipeline for for Patreon as well. So, um, yeah, we'd love your support over there. So, uh, before I get on to the news, um, just a couple of things I've noticed out in the wild recently. So, on Friday, I was in the, in London. And as always, when I'm in London, I like to go and check out the Forbidden Planet megastore that they have there. And I've got to say, it's really cool to see the Star Wars merch stuff still doing the business um, in, in collectible, you know, like comic book shops and Forbidden Planet's a bit of a hybrid, really. It's like a, it's a comic. Those in the UK will probably know it's um, some of the smaller stores are, are focused primarily on comics and they have a, a, a section with like toys and collectibles and stuff. But the, the big London mega store is a bit of a hybrid. They've got another floor downstairs and that is just dedicated to books and comics and uh, graphic novels and everything. So that's great. But they're the top floor as you, as you walk in. Is all just collectibles and toys and stuff. They've got all hot toy stuff in there, sideshow stuff, and then they've got a whole range of like all of the uh, the Star Wars um, Black Series stuff and uh, the vintage line, all of that jazz. Um, but it was just really cool to see because there's been a bit of uh, with some other franchises and some other companies that uh, have been going for years. There's been a, a slow decline in the amount of merch that we're seeing and the amount of uh, just collectibles in general, really. So those of you that don't know, I run another podcast called uh, The Big Blue Box Podcast about Doctor Who. And for years now, me and my co-host over there, we have always spoken about how the range of Doctor Who merchandise over the years has just dwindled into this tiny little thing. And years ago in Forbidden Planet, there was a whole wall dedicated to, to Doctor Who and they had a glass cabinet there and had loads of cool stuff. Now it's just been moved to like the back of the shop and it's it's like a sad sort of shadow of its former self. But the good news is the Star Wars stuff, that whole, anyone that's been to the UK Forbidden Planet, as you walk in the door and just head round to the left, that whole left-hand wall is is all still Star Wars. It's really, really cool. So they've got all of the black, well, most of the black series, ships and stuff like that. They haven't got all of the figures. Um, I don't know if that's a, a general stock issue or if they're just in demand, but uh, they've got plenty of the vintage line and, they got the special edition black series helmets and stuff. They got the new Boba Fett 
all the recent Boba Fett ones and so on. Tons of t-shirts, mugs, um, yeah, just loads of stuff there. So it was great because I haven't been to, the reason why I'm talking about it is I haven't been into a, a comic book shop in months, as you would expect. Uh, I think the last time I went to Forbidden Planet in London, in any case, was probably November, October last year sometime. So it was just great to get into uh, a, a kind of, you know, be surrounded by other geeks and Star Wars fans and other just general Star Wars fans, etc. But it was great to see all of that merch just rocking and rolling still and uh, and not be sort of sort of chunks taken out of it. And then as the years go by, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller like some other franchises. And uh, yeah, so it's great. So I, I, I didn't pick up any Star Wars stuff because there was... There, was, there were a few Black Series figures that I was after. I were after, sorry. And I didn't pick any of those up because they just didn't have them there. So I had like three or four on my list, but they were, like I said, either just didn't have them in stock or um, I know a couple of them are in demand. So, um, But I was after the, the, the recent Boba Fett Black Series helmet. I was after that. Now, the only one they had, so in Forbidden Planet, they have a, a small um, sort of reduced price section where it's normally if a box has got a bit of a tear on it or, um, you know, something wrong with the packaging, they normally knock a few quid off. So they had one there, but the thing is it, the, uh, I wasn't too fussed about the box really, because I'm going to put it on the shelf. Well, I, I plan to put it on the shelf anyway, but when I opened a box and had a look, there was some weird kind of scuff marks on, on the top of the helmet. Now, uh, the, the paintwork, and the, the the design of that, it's meant to be sort of worn and battle damage and stuff like that. I get that. But this wasn't that. This wasn't like a a, um, a paint job that was meant to reflect that. This was actual scuffs and stuff on the helmet. So unfortunately, I gave that a miss. And to be honest with you, it was only, it only had, I think, about, I think I had like seven or eight pounds off due to the box. The box had like one of the corners mashed in and stuff. Um. But when I had it, when I opened it up, it, yeah, it had these scuffs on it and stuff. So, oh, that was really frustrating. So I didn't pick that up either. So I ended up just walking away with um, a few comics and a couple of graphic novels, and that that was your lot. But anyway, the the point is, if you know, once if you can get out and about in whatever uh, town or city you're in and you can get to some comic book shops, the good news is, from what it looks like anyway, because I've follow various other um, comic book shops and stuff. Um, um, Midtown Comics in New York, the Silver Snail in Toronto, all these places that are starting to open up again. It looks like the Star Wars stock side of things is still rocking and rolling. If you're not an online guy, if you prefer to actually go out and get your physical stuff, then then uh, then it's all good. Uh, the other thing that uh, I wanted to mention, which is a bit of a bummer really, and it relates to COVID, was this weekend was meant to be London Film and Comic Con weekend. And I always look forward to those, uh, always um, heading to London for at least one day. I normally do either the Friday, if I take a cheeky little sick day off work, uh, joking, uh, if I go in on Friday or definitely go in on the Saturday. Um, uh, it's just a great sort of atmosphere. Um, anyone that's been to, you know what I'm talking about, um, just hundreds if not thousands of other like-minded people all geeking out, talking about all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast generally. Um, but you do also pick up um, like the odd collectible and stuff like that. So that was meant to be this weekend. I'm a bit bummed about that, that that's not happening. It's been here in the UK. The two biggest cons are um, London Film and Comic Con, which normally happens uh, at some point towards the end of July, which must be this weekend. That's been pushed back to November now. And then the other one uh, at the 
at the Excel in London is MCM Comic Con. I believe they do a few of those throughout the year, um, but they do a big one. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with that one, but I might try and get down to the one in November because initially there weren't too many Star Wars-y um, guests that were appearing this year. Um, but one person I did want to um, to meet is Julian Glover because I've, I've seen him at events plenty of times over the years. And I've always said, and I've made this mistake before, I'll come on to that in a second, but I've always said to myself, well, I've got a few other people that I want to get autographs from, I want to do a photo shoot, whatever. So I'll get those done. And then if there's if he's not sold out or whatever, then I'll go and do that, but I'll catch him next year. So I really wanted to meet Julian Glover, get him to sign something maybe. That would have been cool. Um, but I don't want to leave it too long. So this might sound a bit, it might sound a bit morbid and a bit, uh, but the thing is I've made this mistake before. Now, like I said, I've been going to these events for, for quite a few years now. And for about, it's going to sound crazy, but for about four years, I said to myself, right, I'm going to get Peter Mayhew's autograph this year. I'm going to, I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to queue up. I'm going to pay for it, shake his hand and, you know, and say what an awesome dude he is. And every year my mind changes. I'm like, okay, I was going to meet Peter. I've changed my mind now. There's this other, other group of guests that I want to meet and so on. So I'll, I'll get round to Peter. I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. And then as we all know, sadly, you know, with Peter passing away, that's now not reality anymore. And that's really gutting for me because I really wanted to meet Peter because he was such an awesome guy. Let's face it. He was, uh, he was the OG Chewy and all, that we all know and love. And uh, so that kind of, that sort of tugs at the heartstrings a little bit that I'm, you know, I'm never going to be able to do that. So I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that anything is going to happen to Julian Glover, Touchwood, you know, nothing's going to happen, but I don't want to make that same mistake uh, again. And also I made that same mistake, believe it or not, with um, uh, with uh, David Prowse. Now, obviously uh, nothing's happened to David Prowse, he's still with us, but due to his health and stuff, he, he's no longer on the convention scene. So I can't get David's autograph anymore either. So I've kind of got into this mindset that I'm not going to put off like these, all of like these actors from the original trilogy and stuff, if they pop up at conventions, I'm just going to, you know, prioritize those over some of the more modern guests and stuff. So yeah, that was our LFCC that was meant to happen this weekend. Like I said, that's been pushed back to November, supposedly. I'm not sure if that's going to happen still, but we'll, um, we'll see what's going to happen with that. Might try and do a bit of a thing around that in November. If any of our listeners here in the UK want to do a little SOR meetup, uh, come and uh, I'll certainly be there. I'll see if I can drag Mark down from a, from the giant, huge abyss that is the north of England. Um, we'll see if we can get him down there. We'll have a bit of an SOR meetup, maybe. Talk about Star Wars. That'd be cool. Uh, so there we go. That's been happening with me over the past uh, week or so. Um, let's crack on with a little bit of news. So the first one. And uh, I was going to wait and talk about this with Mark because it concerns our, our, our good friend, over on YouTube, Mr. Doomcock. But this this one just feels like half of it is just mega obvious and the other half is just ridiculousness. It probably only warrants like two minutes of conversation, but old Doomcock, he's been at it again. He's basically said that, you know, he's reporting on one of these sources again. Now, Mark and I have spoken over the past month around Doomcock's videos and on on one hand, it's like, you know, it's just complete ridiculousness. You know, Mark and I have just sort of fallen about laughing at some of these um, these theories and so on. 
And some of them, in a way, they, they kind of make sense. But on the other hand, some of them are ridiculous. Now, half of this story is, like I said, just a, an obvious thing that doesn't need to be spoken about. And that is that Kathleen Kennedy is uh, reportedly leaving Lucasfilm. Now, that in itself just shouldn't warrant any conversation around Star Wars fandom, really. It's just an, a, a very um, obvious thing. You know, she has said in the past that um, the long-term plan for Star Wars and Lucasfilm doesn't include herself. Um, I think the, I think in not so many words, in some of those early interviews when Disney first bought out Lucasfilm and Lucas himself was stepping down and retiring and bringing Kathleen in, I think if I remember correctly, there was something around she was going to be there to sort of usher in the next phase of Star Wars, but there was nothing longer term or long plan mentioned in any of that at all. So we kind of got the, you know, we rightly or wrongly formed the opinion that she was going to be there to see in the the sequel trilogy and some of these spinoffs. And then after that, you know, whether she would stick around or not, we didn't know, but it sounded like that was her job is to get all of that stuff rocking and rolling and then she'd be off. So the first part of it, yes, she is now reportedly heading off and some people are saying that she's going to head over to uh, JJ's company. Uh, is it Bad Robot? Yeah. So apparently she's going to, um, she's going to, uh, she's going to head off and do that. Um, but there was also another rumor um, that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago where she was going to leave and set up just a brand new production company that was going to focus on female-centric um, producers and creative talent over there. So that obviously doesn't align with going to JJ's bad robot company. So we don't know exactly what's going on there, but the long and short of it is with Kathleen, she's off. We don't know exactly when, but she's going to be off at some point. I think we can all expect that. Now, the, the other side of it, <clears throat> excuse me, is that uh, <laughs> is that George Lucas is reportedly coming back to save Star Wars from the flaming wreckage. <laughs> from the flaming wreckage that's been left behind in Kathleen Kennedy's wake. And uh, so this is, this comes from, so, uh, so Doomcock has actually said, you know, one of, one of the sources, one of the many sources. And like I said earlier, sometimes these things do come to fruition. There's, there's been a couple of times where these sources have got it bang on and other times have got it completely wrong. So we, we don't know, but one of his sources says Disney investors have been trying to get Lucas back for a few months now. Up until a few weeks ago, Lucas would change the subject when asked about returning, avoiding the topic, or responding in a non-committal way. Uh, about three weeks ago, they asked Lu- Lucas point blank, what would it take to get you on board with heading up Lucasfilm? And apparently, his reply was, if I were to return, I have four conditions that would need to be met. <laughs> and apparently, apparently, condition number one, I get to make my sequel trilogy. Number two, I have full creative power until I decide to hand it off. Number three, Kathleen Kennedy is gone. And number four, Disney agrees to never mess with the original trilogy, leaving it untouched. Now, only one of these is true, I reckon. So number four, which is that Disney never messes with the OT. That I can wholeheartedly believe because Lucas has been very vocal about that and has said in many interviews over the past, crikey, like 10, 15 years, probably longer, 
that in his mind, the special edition OT is the definitive version in his mind. That's what everyone should see. That's what Star Wars is in terms of the OT, nothing else. So those old classic, you know, over the years, there's been a a big uh, community built around these fan edits, like the, um, the Adi one series and the project 4k guys and, um, and all of those kind of things where they go back and they find all these old prints and they go back and find like these, the old, um, original DVDs and stuff. And they, you know, do these huge fan projects where they restore the OT back to their original state and, and all that jazz. That's all great. But in terms of official stuff, Lucas is like, no, 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 you don't mess with that. I've put them away in the cupboard. I don't need to look at those anymore. The special editions are the ones. So I can believe that. The other three, I think, are are just BS, massive BS, and I'll tell you why. Condition number one, I get to make my sequel trilogy. I think that's BS because I think George Lucas is intelligent enough to know that it, it would just be ridiculous to make another sequel trilogy. And now you can look at that a couple of different ways. Does it mean that he wants to remake the sequel trilogy? in terms of where he says, I get to make my sequel trilogy. Is he just going to make a series of films that run concurrently with that timeline or does he try to remake them or something? Or I don't know. He's just an intelligent enough guy to know that even if he was disappointed with the sequel trilogy, it would be madness to then come in and say, actually guys, there's a big reset button over there. I'm just going to jump on it and then we're going to do this properly. I just doesn't, however much he might even like to do that. He's just intelligent enough to know that that's not how the business works. That's not what you do. Number two, I have full creative power until I decide it off. Decide to hand it off. Maybe, maybe that's a thing, but then that just seems like a given. You know, if they're going to bring him in to oversee and quote unquote save Star Wars, that just seems like a given anyway. I don't think he would need to stipulate that as a condition. And then number three, Kathleen Kennedy is gone. That's BS. Um, I just, there's no way that he would be like that. I, I just, like he has such an amazing relationship with Kathleen Kennedy. And that's the whole reason why he chose her in the first place. And even if he disagrees with some of the things that's happened, I just cannot see that being a, because, well, just going on like experience of watching all the interviews and all the things over the years from both of them, both him and Kathleen, They've never had any animosity. They've never had any problems. Always love working together. I just can't see that as him being a, yeah, 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 uh, I'll do it. But uh, Kathleen's going to have a go. You know, it's just, it just wouldn't. I just cannot see that. As much as we all like to, well, I say we, as much as a large portion of fandom likes to beat up on Kathleen Kennedy and all that jazz, it's, um, you know, it's just not going to happen. So anyway, that's the thing. Uh, a new video from the old Doomcock. Um, so Half of it is just obvious and expected. Kathleen's doing the off. Yep, we knew that was going to happen. And then the other half is George Lucas coming back to supposedly save Star Wars. And it's all, it also links into things like um, uh, that Disney is in like, you know, heading towards some sort of financial difficulties. So this as another sort of train that you can go off and, and read into, but apparently they're just not happy with the amount of money that, that the whole Star Wars franchise has pulled in. And now they need Lucas to come in and sort of reinvigorate Star Wars back to its former glory and get, you know, the fandom back on side, which equals money coming in and all that stuff. It, it's, it's a whole big thing. Anyways, 
we will see what happens with that. I'm calling BS on this one. I really am. I can see George Lucas coming back to do some kind of advisory thing, maybe. But when you think about the success of The Mandalorian and you've got this great just slew of talent coming through with um, supposed, well, what looks like to be overseen by John Favreau and um, and uh, Dave Filoni, you know, those sorts of people that are now just sort of coming up through the ranks and getting their own uh, opportunity to tell these stories and stuff. I, I can't see them just saying, actually, no, you guys have done a fantastic job with Star Wars, but you've reached the end of the line. George is coming back in to oversee it or you know, we'll, we'll pick that stuff up, you know, when we get around to it, that's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, calling BS on most of it, but the obvious one is Kathleen leaving. An Instagram user has uh, taken to the gram to say, uh, and that user is tech Stevio and says, uh, force Finn in action with green lightsaber dressed in black is all I want from the next star Wars film. And, uh, Boyega himself jumped on that and said, lol, no thank you, I've moved on. Heart emoji. Now there's nothing wrong with this. (laughs) There really isn't anything wrong with this at all. But Star, well, some Star Wars fans, being Star Wars fans, have gone just bat poo poo crazy over this. And there are some of us scratching our heads, John Boyega included. Like, why are you kicking off? Why are you going crazy about this? Uh, so a lot of people have said, um, so th- there was a, a bunch of follow-ups. You know, some people said, uh, really just got those Disney bucks and dipped, <laughs> laugh crying emoji, to which uh, John replied saying, nope, not into playing one role for too long. I have more to offer than that. That's all. And then someone else chimed in with, you know, they're bad movies, even when you don't want to go back to them. Excited to see you in future projects. Uh, and then uh, Boyega hasn't replied to any of those. Um, but then later on, someone questioned whether he would actually return um, uh, uh, in another Attack the Block film. And he replied saying, uh, I haven't played Moses in over a decade. I'd love to revisit. Now he is a badass. So those of you that have not seen Attack the Block, it's a really, it's a really cool sort of UK made uh, sci-fi film. Go and check it out if you haven't seen it. And then a lot of people have jumped on that saying, well, uh, yeah, well, you, you can come back and revisit that character, but you don't want to come back and do Finn. And it, you know how the story goes. Like a few Star Wars fans jump on this. And then before you know it, it's a tidal wave of, of crap, basically. Now, I don't see anything wrong with this. But Jaeger's basically saying, look, I played Finn in Star Wars. I did that for three movies. It was amazing. I love doing all that. Uh, but I've, you know, I'm doing other stuff. I've moved on. He's, what do fans expect him to do, in all honesty? What do some Star Wars fans expect John Boyega to be doing right now? Just sitting there cross-legged in his front room, waiting for the phone to ring from uh, either Bob Iger or Kathleen Kennedy or JJ or John Favreau, saying, I know you've been waiting to come back to play Finn. The opportunity has come up. Jump on a plane, come into the office. We need to talk. He's not just sat around reminiscing and mulling and being depressed over because he's left Star Wars and he can't wait. That's just not, <laughs> this, this one is crazy. I can't understand why fans have given him a hard time over this. And, uh, and that obviously leads into giving him a hard time about the sequels. There's been a couple of people saying, um, uh, uh, someone said, 
Um, this is not the first time uh, that he's expressed interest in, he, he just wants to move on and put Star Wars behind him. Um, uh, and on uh, the, the article I'm reading, by the way, I'll link to it in the show notes, is on Variety. And um, uh, they reference a tweet back in April where someone said, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker is embarrassing. To which he replied, embarrassing, you wish. It was very fulfilling, some disappointments, but yet not that big of a deal. Everyone has moved on. So this all started like a few months ago where he was getting a little bit of poop about this. And now it's culminated with him saying, look, great that you guys are, because that's kind of his attitude, right? It's like, great that you guys are thinking about like the future of Finn's character and great if you guys want to talk about that and wax around what Finn could or couldn't be doing. That's great. Cool. But for me personally, I'm not into... And maybe this might change over the years. Maybe, because uh, if we just think about the sequel trilogy in itself, um, we just never imagined that that would happen. You know, before the Disney buyout, we just assumed that we were heading for another Dark Times that we had after Return of the Jedi. We just assumed that, you know, nothing was going to happen. And then before you know it, the Disney buyout happens, new films are happening, the original cast are coming back, you know, all that stuff. So we might get that in years to come, maybe in like... I don't know, 30 years when these guys are in their, you're in their sort of 50s approaching 60, you know, we might get an, you know, some, something with Star Wars and these guys might come back. But for now, he's off and he's doing other things and that's cool. That's totally cool. I don't know why he's getting a hard time about it, but that's just something that's been doing the rounds uh, on the Twitter and on the, on the gram recently. And then the, the last bit of news is if you're a, uh, a Star Wars Lego collector or you like the old Star Wars sets, then there's a few things that are going to be retired this year from Lego. So if you haven't picked up any of these sets and you've had your eye on them, then you need to jump on and and grab these. Now, Lego do this periodically. Every year they they take a bunch of sets. I don't know how they decide which ones. Maybe it's a combination of ones that are just not selling that great uh, with ones that are just not in the kind of public, uh, sort of the wider um, mindset of fandom at the moment which is probably related to sales, you know, uh, and vice versa. So, but they do that every year. They take a bunch of sets and they're doing um, quite a few this year for Star Wars. Now, I know that when Mark listens to this, he's going to give me a bunch of crap about me not building my Star Wars set that he got me for my birthday. And, you know, uh, it's just, I'm just going to give him the same thing. Just like, dude, it's coming. It's coming. Just chill. I know that you're like the Lego expert. You know, you get all your sets and within three hours, they're all built and lovely. You know, that's great. But, you know, there's just, sometimes I, I don't want to, I don't want to sit there and build Lego. Sometimes I want to sit there and watch, watch a film or go for a walk or do something. So my, my, my love of Lego is still there, obviously. And, um, but I, a, a testament to that is I gave away. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of big Lego sets uh, a few years ago now, because I thought you know I've built them you know it was great. There's some of them are huge you know they're just taking up way too much space on the shelf. Some of them don't fit on the shelf, so I gave them away to people that would display them and have a nicer home. So uh, yeah, my love of Star Wars still there. <laughs> I know that Mark's like yeah Gary you love you love Lego yeah we can really tell you love Lego because you've got them sat in a box on the windowsill yeah yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have both of them built. I've got two sets ready to go. One's one of the ones that you bought me, and one of the sets I've got to build is one of the things on the list actually that's coming off. So let me just rattle through a few of these 
the ATAP Walker, the Jewel on Starkiller Base, uh, the Action Battle Endor Assault. Uh, what else we got? The Black Ace Tie Interceptor, the Slave One, the 20th Anniversary Edition. That one's pretty cool, actually. Death Star Cannon, which is one of the sets I've got to build. Resistance, A-Wing Starfighter, the Droid Commander, Kylo Ren's Shuttle, the Microfighter, and uh, the big, um, well, I say big, the um, the, the Death Star um, model. Uh, it's pretty big, actually. It is pretty damn big. It's, um, I think it's come down a price a little bit. I'm looking at on looking at this on lego.com. But you might be able to find this cheaper on Amazon or something like that. But I think this was 499 when it first came out, or 449 pounds, that is. It's now down to just over four hundred pounds. Um, I say just, you know, four hundred quid. But you know, so they're retiring that set. So that set in particular, I wanted to talk about because that one I've had on the list for ages, and I just said that I haven't got room on the shelf, so I probably won't pick it up. But unless I find it a really good deal. But if you guys are into your Lego and um, you you want to uh, to pick any of these up before they're retired and so on, then you need to jump on these because. Uh, the Lego, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an expert in any way on sort of Lego collecting and all that stuff, but the little bit that I do know is that sometimes certain sets just, they pick up traction really quickly. So sometimes you'll see lego.com or some other websites where a retailer will have about, you know, a couple of hundred of the, of the sets in stock. And then all it takes is one person, like a, a well-known collector or somebody that's in that, that kind of, um, uh, world within the socials they'll put a tweet on there saying, I've just found this set for an amazing deal and they're retiring these. All of a sudden they'll sell out within like a day. You know, everyone's like, oh crap. You know, this person's uh, knows their Lego. They've just picked it up and they've just told me that it's being retired. I'm on it. So Lego has a habit of being in stock for ages and then all of a sudden it just sells out really quickly. So I'll put a link to the show notes. Have a look through the list. If you want any of these, I would jump on them sooner rather than later. So let's wrap there for episode 66. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to SOR for another week. For episode 66, it's been great having you all here so I can fill you in on what's been happening throughout the world of Star Wars with some of those newsy bits and, and tidbits and so on. Mark, uh, I've missed you this week, dude. Actually, I wonder if Mark listens to his own podcast. That's a big question. Yeah. If you are listening, buddy, I've missed you. Eager to chat about some of the bigger stuff that's been happening. So we'll get round to that next week when we link up for episode 67. In the meantime, uh, we'd love to have you as a subscriber to the show. Uh, you can do that by heading over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. That will link you off to our show on the various podcast apps and networks or just do a search for us on there and uh, that way you won't miss a show and it lands every single Saturday we're on the socials too Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and we have a Patreon page too if you want to support the show and like what we do here you can jump on from a dollar onwards and get yourself some SOR swag all the way up to executive producer credits so we get you on and get involved in the show and we've got some stuff lined up for Patreon stuff uh, later on in the year so head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. And thank you so much to our current patrons. I love you guys. Thank you for your continued support. I will be back with Mark next week for episode 67. Until then, take care of yourselves. Stay safe and may the force be with you. 
always. <laughs> <laughs>